Hello everyone, I'm your host, Kaya May, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Growing the Game podcast. Today's episode features the story of Connor O'Reilly, a Canucks fan from the UK, and a bit about what ice hockey is like across the not-so-frozen pond. Hope you enjoy! Hello everyone, welcome to Growing the Game. I'm here with Connor O'Reilly, you probably know him from Canucks Twitter. Um, He is a Canucks fan from the United Kingdom. How are you today, Connor? Um, I'm good, thank you. Um, I wouldn't say well-known, but after <laughs> the last month, un- unintentionally well-known now. So unintentionally. That's all good. Yeah, well, there was a lot of, like, this guy's doing the trip right, and then uh, <laughs> we'll get into some stuff later. But how did you get into the Vancouver Canucks? Because if if I'm correct, the UK is... Quite far from where Vancouver is. I could have picked a better team for the time zone, but um, <laughs> I, it all started during COVID, like all good stories. Um, I was really struggling with my, my mental health. Um, obviously, over here, we had no football. Um, my beloved Cambridge United, who, if you know through Twitter, is murder, loving my life. Um, we're playing behind closed doors, having that, like, Having normality as a Brit, you can ask any like sporting Brit who has a football team or anything, to have that tradition of going to watch your team play on a Saturday at three o'clock just snatched away for over a year and a half. It's really hard. Like, um, this it you just take everything for granted. And I really struggled with my mental health during COVID. Um, and my therapist at the time I remember saying to me. You gotta get into something new. Like try and like focus your anxiety, anxieties, away onto something else. And it was one like December, January. I just had the new NHL game. Um, picked the Canucks, and it went from there. Um, I remember I put on what we call here an accumulator, what you guys call a parlay. For some reason, <laughs> it still confuses me how you guys use that word. And um, the Canucks won me 250 pound so i thought fuck it can, can i swear or oh yeah you could totally Go beautiful <laughs> um i thought fuck it i'm gonna get a jersey i had a choice i think it was between a wild jersey and a canucks one from everyone's favorite store fanatics oh my and god I got a canucks one <laughs> and i will say as a brit i've had no issues with fanatics yet but yet. Um, <laughs> understand the hatred don't worry um, and yeah, I've got my um, I've got my first Canucks jersey, and I started watching from there. We're lucky here where um, we have an and we have access to NHL TV for like fifteen pound a month, which is off the top of my head around like twenty twenty five dollars Canadian dollars a month or something like that. Yeah, that's not right. <laughs> it's it's a good deal, but for me, I can watch any games. Like mm-hmm. I I could be like, fuck it, I want to watch um the Battle of. Battle of Alberta one night, or I want to watch um, Buffalo versus New York, or I want to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs losing embarrassing fashion again. Okay, um, come on. <laughs> low blow, it's easy. Um, I have we have that freedom, and I bought I bought the um, deal, started watching games. It was during the COVID season, so like my first love on that team was definitely Brock Besser. Oh, and then yeah incredible and then um then that month happened yes i've 
I really wanted to get a Brock jersey. Probably next time I go out there, I will. Um, but yeah, then that month happened where we, where the team stopped playing, and that added on to not being able to watch my team live. Really hurt. But then hearing the story about the team coming together, the whole city of Vancouver getting behind the team, and then going on to win your first game back after a month without playing against teams who have played. And, and against Toronto, <laughs> low-hanging fruit, but it's always the best. Yeah. <laughs> but that game, like, just captured everything I love about that team. Yes, it's it was a horrible season. Yes, the two subsequent seasons since haven't been amazing. But there's just something different. Like, I know it's like, obviously, Carolina have their story with David Ayers and what's not. And every team has got their story with some sort of... um some sort of um like incredible thing to happen but for any professional sports team to have a month away from the sport to come back a month later playing against teams who have regularly pay, played during that month and win is incredible and that was like the proper ticking point from oh, i support this team i'll follow this team too yeah i'm fully in i love this team <laughs> and yeah then obviously Bruce, Bruce, Brucey's Canucks happened last year, which just made it all super fun. And then obviously this year has just been another roller coaster, but it's been something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for that explanation. Um, really nice getting to hear that someone enjoyed the bubbles, the COVID <laughs> shortened season. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about a little bit. What was your trip to vancouver like um because i understand you went to a couple games you did karaoke on the rogers arena jumbotron because i saw that i wonder if i still have the picture but it's somewhere it's somewhere there where i just looked i'll send it to you later because i've got multiple screenshots of photos (laughs) that night um yeah so um i have to give a shout out to my mate kyle who went with me bless him he's an arizona not an arizona fan he's an anaheim fan he's a ducks fan oh yeah Feels yeah. bad. <laughs> we, we've both we've both made incredible choices in supporting teams, but because of this trip, he's adopted the Canucks as his second team. Okay. Um, we we planned it about. God, we planned it last like June, like when the fixtures came out, and I sent him a screenshot of the four games: the Nashville, no, the Minnesota, Toronto, Nashville, Ducks week, where they were all where it was that home stand where we played all all of them in a week. And I jokingly said to him, I said, oh, I'll be a sick week to be out there and watch it. And um, we both started laughing, like saying, oh, I'll be a stupid idea to do that. And then a day later, we were like, should we actually start planning for this? Because this actually has like potential. And um, we went to a local travel agent in Bishop Stortford, where I live. So um, for context, I, unlike a lot of Brits, I don't live in London. I might sound like I live in London, but I don't. Um, I live about 30 miles north of London in a small town called Bishop Stortford. Um, we're famous for having an airport right next to us called Stansted, which you get low flights, ev- like low cost flights everywhere. That's our claim to fame. Nothing else has <laughs> happened in this town. Um, and about 30 miles north is Cambridge, where I was born, where my football team is. So me, me and Carl, we work. So it'll link to something you're at. There. We work at the airport. And obviously we have connections with fights. We have people who are in, you know, we started 
chatting, we started thinking, we're thinking, this could like work out. We went to the travel agents and we found out the price and we went like in September, we found out the price of this trip and we thought, do you know what? That's actually a really good deal, like for a flight and hotel. And we thought, fuck it, let's do it. And then we we got the ticket sorted and we got the game ticket sorted. And that was like the last three, four months. We, me and him have both been so excited. And we like, I have to emphasize this point because people think that like I, I saw people's tweets saying, oh, this wasn't, this was a mistake. It wasn't like in the months leading up to going on this trip, my dream has always been to just sit in the Rogers, sing O Canada and watch the Canucks. And if I had just done that, I would have gone home with the smile that I have right now. Like, I would have gone home overjoyed because what like watching this team at three in the morning, four in the morning after work, whether it's me getting up, if it's a big game or what's not, it takes a lot of effort. But to actually be in the arena for any sports team, it doesn't matter who you support, it's just different. And I had tickets for the three games, so the Nash, um, the Minnesota, Nashville and Anaheim game. Uh, we didn't get tickets for Toronto because it was too expensive, but just going to those games would have been enough. And obviously people started catching wind and we landed in Vancouver and this guy called Ryan, um, who is now a really close friend for me and Kyle, the minute we landed, he sent us a message on Twitter. It says, uh, welcome to Vancouver. Um, I know it's not much, but two, two of my friends can't make the season ticket meet and greet on Sunday so as a present I am giving them to you and Kyle and I was like and my first my my first reaction to that was fuck off like <laughs> I didn't believe it like I was like right this is this is like I've like I've spoken to Ryan a lot on Twitter like he's mates with another couple of UK Canucks fans which there is a really good band of us here who hopefully we're going to meet at the end of the month at the Worlds in Nottingham which will be really good fun that's so um, cool and he sent us this message like saying, no, I'm being serious. Like, I'll give you the ticket tomorrow plus my, like, discount card so you can get discounts in the shop. I'm like, like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I was shocked and I was like, this can't be true. And he met up with us. He gave us his pass. I said, no, it's all genuine. He sent us the pass digitally, I thought. And my first thought in my mind was, even after what's happened last week, which we'll probably chat about later, Holy shit, I'm gonna meet Andre Kuzmenko. Holy shit, I'm gonna meet um I'm gonna meet JT Miller. Like, I'm gonna meet um Anthony Berillier. Like I was just like for that night I was shocked. Might have been a jet lag, but <laughs> it's it still was incredible. And on the um Minnesota game, we met up with him and he was like, Oh no, it's incredible, like your story. And at the time, like him and maybe two, three other people knew that I was in Vancouver. So it wasn't a big deal. Like, it was just, oh, this Brit has come for his first games and stuff like that. It was nothing much. And then obviously, um, we went out to Bowen for the Maple Leafs game. So I watched it in a bar there. And I said to mum, I said to Carl, I said, if we, if this is the only game we win, I'm going to jump off that massive fucking bridge into the bay because I don't want to miss a win by watching it in a bar because I could do that at home. I want to see it live. Mm. And 
but like to see us beat Toronto like that was brilliant. And then we came back um, to prepare for the Sunday, and a couple more people started picking up that I was here and started tweeting me saying, "Oh, how have you found it and stuff like that?" And it was incredible. Like I, I told them the truth, it was incredible. And then obviously Sunday happened. Meeting like most of the team was in was brilliant. Um, obviously, like you're saying, like meeting Kuzi, meeting um, Podkolzin, meeting Kratsov, JT, um, Sheldon, Tyler Myers, who is one of the funniest guys I've ever met. <laughs> He's so we funny. Here. I remember coming up to him and I was saying, oh, like, how does it feel to have John Tavares in your back pocket still? Which obviously is a very British term. Like, mm-hmm. um, it might have gone to Canada, but obviously for guys that I understand, having someone in the back pocket saying, oh, you've defended them all, all game without letting them out, basically. And he laughed to know if it was good. And it was like, this is just so, so funny. Ethan, they're brilliant. Anthony Revelia there. But, like, I've got to give a shout-out to, like, the more, like, the third, fourth land players because they are the nicest guys I've ever met. Like, Dakota Joshua spent five minutes chatting to us. And him, Ethan, like, they all noticed that about my accent. They asked about the story and stuff like that. So I gave him a little um, explanation. And um, I have my signed shirt somewhere up there, um, which I've got to get framed because I've got, like, the whole team, including Finn, which is like the biggest claim to fame there, um, having signed my shirt. And it was just special. Like, And then from that evening onwards, it just roller coasted. Like, got back to the bar because we spent the rest of the day walking around the city centre, which was really nice. Got back to the bar that evening and one of my friends called Phil, he tweeted out, um, like he tweeted to me, saying, oh, I didn't realise you were in Vancouver because... Um, I, I think he just missed out on a couple of my tweets and then he tweeted um, a tweet and I've got it saved on my phone specifically because it genuinely I saw him tweet this and I thought in my head what the absolute fuck like this is just stupid um, hi Canucks account person Connor watches almost every game from the UK he's in Vancouver attending games Monday and Wednesday can we get him a tour down the dressing room? He's the most positive guy on Canucks Twitter. He's also Vancouver's adopted son. And then under that, he subtweeted something that I did for charity a couple of months ago where I slept out um, on the on the terraces of our stadium in Cambridge to raise money for a homeless charity. And my phone exploded, literally exploded. <laughs> and like, as of now, I've got the tweet on my phone. Um, 530 likes, 136,000 times it's been viewed and stuff like that. About 100,000 times by myself in disbelief, albeit. But um, oh, my phone just erupted and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like I said to my mate, I said, this isn't right. Like I suffer, I still suffer from anxiety. I still take my meds every day. And I was sitting in that bath, my literally sinking into my seat, thinking, "This just is starting to feel like too much. Like, this is surreal." And um, obviously, I sent my thanks to everyone because it's like I don't like I don't expect this. Um, a hum- I, I like to see myself as a humble guy. I appreciate what I have, and like I said, just going to these games was enough. And then everyone was starting to connect to me, saying, "Oh, my story's amazing." And then I woke up on a Monday, got two DMs, one from the Canucks Twitter, 
and they were saying, look, where you sat, we'll come and say hi to you. And then one from, um, feel really bad because I forget his name because it's a really like weird way to spell a name. And he knows this because I said it to him when I saw him. Um, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Um, Svan Voot, the sports entertainer at the Canucks. So he runs all the like the um, like the finish routine and stuff. Like that. He runs all of that audio um, connecting with the fans. He messaged me saying, hi, we're going to get you on the jumbo swan. Um, first of all, have you ever played ice hockey before? And I'm like, I've never played. It. I've never touched a hockey stick. Like fun, like fun fact. The first time I've ever held a hockey stick in my hands was when I went to the BC Sports Hall of Fame. They had that little hockey simulator. That's oh, the God. first time I've ever like played hockey in my life. I've skated before, but he said, no, nah, we'll get you doing something else. How are you about singing? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I sing in the shower. I sing in the car. I've met, like, when I was in secondary school, or as you guys would call it, um, I went, middle school? We call it secondary, but, like, it's high school. Yeah, so, you go, it's just the Americans that are weird then, right? Yeah, some um, places have middle school, but, like, it depends on the area, I think. Recess taught me everything about American schooling systems, and they've taught me wrong. I feel that sad. Um, and he messaged me saying, oh, can you sing it? And like, like I said, I sang in, like, a choir when I was younger, like, nothing special. I only did it because I wanted to muck around. Um, I thought, fuck it, why not? And obviously that day, um, me me and my mate decided to go and Capriano Bridge, and I told him, I said, look, I'm going to be on a Jumbotron later. Like, he knew I was anxious, and I was walking along this, like, tiny bridge, looking down, thinking, fuck, it's a long way down from here. And he's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> Deep down, I'm super excited. But I'm like, oh, I'm going on the big screen later. This isn't right. And like, all my anxieties inside were like having a party. And um, I sat down for the first, we're up in the upper bowl. And literally like 10 seconds after puck drop, a bag got passed to me. I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, what's, what's this? Wasn't what now? And I look across and there's this guy in a tan suit. He waves at me and goes, thumbs up. And he, like, says, look in the bag. And I'm like, what? Like, I open the bag. It's this jersey that I'm wearing right now with, with Petey on the back, a foam finger and a hat, which my mum has threatened to steal from me because she loves the hat, but I've told her no because <laughs> that's my lucky hat now. And I look at him, like, literally, like, anime-style eyes are sparking, like, saying thank you. Like, this is incredible. He waved to me and walked away. I'm like... Oh my god! And then the people around me were looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's only going to get worse." <laughs> and I'm there, I'm there having a good time, knowing that um, in the second period, someone's going to come collect me. And lo and behold, someone comes collect me. I see JT Miller beat someone up on the screen whilst walking down, and I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I'm sitting, I'm sitting there with um the oh the lad that was doing the um announcements and he was brilliant he was really helping me like re get relaxed Finn is the best hype man anyone can ask for and if and when I get married I want him as my best man I'm <laughs> saying that right now he's amazing 
Like he was probably like like putting his I don't want to say hands, like his um fins. Fins, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> his fins on my shoulder, like relaxing me, like saying like in the way of, like, you got this, bud, and I'm like, dude, you can't speak. <laughs> like and oh I'm like gosh. standing there, like he asked me, I'll oh, tell me about your like in twenty seconds, tell me about your story, Rich. Arguably, for the sake of your podcast, you could have probably just cut that for all of this. <laughs> I tell him my story. I say, look, I've got to give a shout out to the UK Canucks because I knew a couple of them were staying up to watch it. Um, and then the first song comes on and it's Bohemian Rhapsody. And all my anxieties just fuck off thinking, do you know what? It's going to be three easy songs now and I'm going to smash this. Taylor Swift came on and that was like the one I was like, if I didn't hear Trevor's Egress sing that, I probably would have um, tripped up on that one. But after seeing that Trevor's Egress video, I'd, I have not stopped listening to Taylor Swift. Um, and, and it came on and I was like, I know this one. Like, if anything, Trevor's Egress helps me for this one. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then Whitney Houston came on and I'm like, right, if I don't get this one, my mom and dad are going to deport me. Like, <laughs> literally deport me. And I was just brilliant. And um, I, was, I remember walking back and people were stopping me, like saying, oh, you're a guy on the big screen. You're the guy from Twitter. You're amazing. I'm like, what the <laughs> And then obviously we won, we won in the shootout. And look, I, I want to just call people out who hate the shootout. I understand why. Like, maybe it's not the best way to finish a game. Um but in my opinion, it's the greatest thing ever. I love it. Seeing my first win in that style was brilliant. And um, it I just was so happy. We were on the bus back to um, our hotel was at the top of um, Davy and Dobson, right by English Bay. <clears throat> um, sat on the bus just on my phone, watching all these people tweeting me photos of me on this massive screen <laughs> bigger than anything I've ever seen before. Guy comes up to me on the bus. You're that guy from Twitter. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm on a bus. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I'm so thankful. And I'm looking at my mate thinking, this is just fucking, like, this is stupid. By this time, like, what, it was um like 10 o'clock in the evening your time. So it's like 6 a.m. our time. My colleagues are just starting work. He's on our work group chat saying, yeah, Connor's just been recognised on the bus, like he's this, and I'm like, oh my Jesus Christ. I, oh my like, gosh. Since, I've, since I've come back, none of my workmates have, have been able to let me live this down. Another feeling, if we ever go on a karaoke night, I know what three songs automatically I'm getting, like, without a shadow of a doubt. And then on the Tuesday, like, the final, the, like, the final bow to wrap it all on top, I got this message from this lovely, lovely girl from Marcia. And, like, I don't know if she'd be listening to this, but Marcia, if you am, um, I love you so much. Like, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, she is the nicest person I've ever met. Um, so Marcia, her story is that she um, is she was best mates with Gino. And originally, I didn't want to be rude. I thought, this is just someone, like, pulling my leg but she told me started telling me some stories and I was like okay this this is real she's friends with Pat um Pat Pat O'Neill the um equipment guy the Canucks 
So she got us into the morning skate on the Wednesday. So it's me, my me in my Canucks jersey, uh, Marcia and my mate Kyle in his Ducks jersey, watching morning skate. And obviously there's like the media on the other side and some guys on the other side, but I'm really, like right in the glass and we're watching them skate and I'm just in awe watching them in their style. Sadly, because obviously they had the game in the evening, we didn't get to meet anyone. Um, but I'm forever thankful for Marcia because that was just an incredible experience. Like, whereas everything else was so 100 miles an hour, this is intense, it's incredible. Having that time just to be able to sit down and watch these guys close up, watching the Sedins close up, watching them train, watching how they, watching how, like, the work that goes into making these moves. Like, yeah, I know this season has sucked. Like, I'm not even the first one to deny that. But watching how they train, like, as just someone who loves sport, seeing the, the, the genuine quality on ice was incredible. Um, And oh, we had a little chat with JT, like, saying, oh, good luck for the game, but he had to wash off. And then um, we got told, oh, we can stay for the Ducks practice. So my mate, my mate's on like cloud nine. And bless, <laughs> they only had um, three, three players because they had, it was an optional skate. They played Seattle the night before when Trevor Segrist decided to imitate God and score that stupid, st- I, how, how, like, that, I don't know I don't how know. he does anything. It's, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like, I, like, did he get a secret degree in, like, physics or something? Because I'm so confused. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you watch him speak, he seems like, like, again, he's probably not listening to it. He's probably not listening to this, but in the off chance, no offence, he doesn't seem like the smartest person. Like, when you hear him speak, like, when you watch, like, the ducks do their, like, thing in, like, the bear costume and stuff like that, and you watch him get terrified, it's like, he doesn't seem like the sharpest tool in the shed. Like they did a new one of those, and he seemed so oh, it's mad. So funny. He the, in, so when, um, mad. When, what Shannon Kirk's in the box? In the box, it? yeah. And then uh, Drysdale's like helping him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking funny! I wish in football we had stuff like that, but we'll get onto that later. And um, they only had um Brett Leeson, Jason Megmar, and Anthony Stolarts, um, who were on the ice, but um. Having my mate be able to watch the Ducks, like his team play, I think that was one of the more, more special moments of the trip because for like 90% of that trip, it was around, oh, I've come from the UK, I'm a Canucks fan, like go Canucks and stuff like that. And for him, and like I felt sorry for him because it's like, you're on holiday with me. Like I know you're having an amazing time, but I want you to have something that I'm having. Like, But he got to meet like these players and... They stayed for 25 minutes after they were meant to get off the ice just to chat to us. So we're there just chatting to Jason Megma, like Jason Megma, a Stanley Cup champion. And it's like you're chatting to these sports stars and they're chatting to you like they they were really interested in why we were there. Like he got his jersey signed like by the three guys there. And I've never seen him happier in his life. Like that was just such a special moment. And even chatting to these these guys was incredible and then we got a tour of the um the locker room i'd say finally um because that's how it all started um and it was just incredible like seeing all this stuff and thinking 
this is insane. Like my so my football team, Cambridge, we we play in the third division. So that's like I don't know, like the British Columbian, like like no, the ECHL. Like it's that level compared to NHL. Like my our facilities and like again as a club we're trying to get them better, but they're nothing. Like we train on a field <laughs> with like a porter cabin as a air, like a training area. Like we've notoriously got some of the worst facilities in the league. Walking around for like ten minutes around the um Rogers Arena where they get ready and where the players like have their own gym they have their own jacuzzi i'm like jesus See? christ like they have so much there and it's incre- it was incredible um and then marcia bought us drink well we bought marcia drinks later and then obviously the ducks game happened um we were right there like about eight rows back from the ice right where jc scored his winner I have never celebrated a goal so much in my life <laughs> in any sport. I was so happy um, because not only I saw seen two wins, seen one against my mate's favourite team, knowing that if he'd if they had won, he would never let me live that down. I was so 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 fucking cool. Like, um, but he he said afterwards, like he said, look, we got a fight together, smiling arm in arm, like saying this has just been the most incredible trip. I got to the hotel that night and I recorded a video, like the Dear Vancouver video, that again went semi-viral, which just is insane. Like, I had to hold back tears recording that because, like, every, I, like I said at the start, everything that happened was just the most incredible trip. Like, I can never forget, I will, I will never forget that trip. And... If anything, it's got my mates around the UK who don't care for ice hockey to care about the Canucks because they saw what the community did, what the team did. I mean, we even saw it recently with what with this really sad news with what happened to Hay and the whole community backing, um, having her back and helping her out. And it's like, you know, I'm glad it. I wasn't just a one-off. I'm glad it's like other people in the community are feeling the love that I felt because sometimes when you're on Twitter, it's just so negative and it's so toxic. But it makes it all worth it for those moments where it shows how amazing of a place it is, how incredible the people on there are and how special this Canucks community, Canucks community is because... Deep down, I don't believe there's any other team in the NHL that would have gone out of their way to do what the fans of the Canucks did for me. Um, let alone, there's no, I can tell you right now, there's no football team in the UK at that level, like at the elite level, that would do that for any fan that's come from abroad. So to have that treatment... <laughs> Like you can, you probably hear like it's in my, I'm emotional chatting about it now. It was special. It was incredible. Good to hear. Yes, the Canucks community, um, as divided as it is at sometimes, it does come together. Uh, one last thing about the Canucks. What what's the time difference like? Because currently, for the listeners, it's currently eight thirty a.m. <laughs> um, Pacific time. 
Um, so if you're watching the video of this, that's why I have mascara under my eyes. So it's four thirty <laughs> in the afternoon right now. <laughs> so I won't lie, I did wake up at ten o'clock this morning and then went back to bed until about an hour ago. But I so with the time difference, it is hard. Um, but luckily, my job really helps me. So I work um, for a UK equivalent of Trans TransLink. Is it out there? Trans Canada, whatever the public transport company is. Uh, Trans TransLink is like the lower mainland, like um, yeah, Metro Vancouver area. Yeah. So um, I work for a company called National Express. We're a um, <clears throat> like nationwide coach company. Um, we're like Greyhound for you guys out there or whatever your Canadian equivalent is. Um, working at Stansted Airport, I work really long shifts, like um, 12-hour shifts, selling tickets, getting people on buses and stuff like that. Um an incredible like I love my job like it's a great job it's tiring but it's a great job but one of the benefits of it is when I do my late shifts start at three in the afternoon finish at 2 30 in the morning that kind of means it's a perfect time to watch Canucks <laughs> so <clears throat> I'll come home um depending on how tired I am um I will get my laptop up I'll watch it We'll watch at least a couple, like the first or second, but try and watch the whole game um, before I go to bed. Um, so I'm really lucky where I do get, like, I can watch the games when I'm working. Obviously, if I'm working a shift where I start at six in the morning, I, there's not a chance I can watch the games because I'm, I'd be too overtired for my job. And it's a shame because I would love to, but it would just be too much strain on me. Um, we're lucky where we get like the 10 minute YouTube videos here of the, the Canucks games. So I can watch like, regardless, I'll watch every single highlight. Like I'll in the morning for making my coffee at work before I start, I'll watch the 10 minute pit, like the 10 minute highlights video to see all the important stuff that happened. Obviously Twitter's an amazing place where you can get all the highlights come up on there. Um, so for the West Coast games, I do watch, I'd say I watch about 30-40% if I can. Um, obviously, depending on what my work schedule is, like, it is depending on, dependent on that, but it is what it is. With the East Coast games, um, again, if I'm starting at six in the morning, not a chance because I need, I need sleep, like... <laughs> As much as I would love to be a robot where I can just stay up and watch the hockey and then work a 12-hour shift, I don't think I can manage that. <laughs> um, but if I'm not working the next day and we're playing and puck drop is up, well, meant to be at midnight, but we all know what it's like. Um, if it's a midnight puck drop, if playing an East Coast team, I'm 95, 100% of the time staying up for that. Um so when we play like the east <clears throat> when we play against teams in the east coast it's much easier um west coast is a bit harder but i i will say right now if and when we make the playoffs in the future um i will be staying up to watch those games regardless <laughs> because that'd be incredible 
um, wouldn't want to miss that for the world. Um, I'd have to wait a couple of years for that, but... Yeah, we're going to get there next year, it's all right. Believe in Aidan McDonough. <laughs> he just got here! As I know, child. but I like him. He scored a goal and had a hug with Jack Rathbone and made me happy. Okay, yeah, that was that was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, time zones are definitely tough. Um, I remember just watching. I went to Toronto to watch a Canucks game um, earlier this year, and then I wanted to go back to the hotel and I wanted to watch the Calgary game. And it started at 10 p.m. Toronto time, so seven yeah. Pacific. And I'm like, like I was still struggling to stay up, but I was only there for like two days. Like it was, it, it was, it was bad. It is really hot. Odd. Like I could have, like I feel like sometimes it would be much easier if we did like what I did in SpongeBob when Patrick moves the whole bikini bottom, just push it. Push Vancouver into the Atlantic. Like, let me have some in hockey where I can stay up and watch. <laughs> like, some, like, we played, Um, I know it was a massive struggle for you guys out there when we, like, played against Detroit at um five o'clock. So I think that was, like, 11 o'clock start for you guys out there. Yeah, it was an early morning. I think I missed most of the game. I was <laughs> up for the third, but. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. I've never had this, but I couldn't watch it because I was coming back from football. And I was tempted to watch it, and I was like, I saw the score like after like three minutes, it was like four, like three nil. I was like, no, I've just seen my football team lose like in horrible fashion. I'm cold. This one, I'm happy to give it a miss. Like, I'm happy to just sweep that under the carpet. So it doesn't help like when we're playing really badly. Like, I tapped out of the Seattle game at the start of the third because I thought. Just like <clears throat> it's the end of season. Like I get it; it's been a long season, but it really looks like the players have been tapped. The the way the players have already tapped out. So I thought, get save myself now of sleep, get myself now a rest. So there are some times where I just tap out of the games, but a lot of times I want to watch the whole game because obviously sport, anything can happen. Very true, very true. I was at the Montreal 7-6 game earlier this <laughs> so. I think... I f- no, I didn't watch that because I was working an early shift, but I woke up and I saw the score. Ball. I've got to see the whole game. Like, that's <laughs> one of the only times, like, this year, because, like, with the NHL TV thing, we can, wa- like, we can watch reruns of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that Montreal game because I was like, I've got to sit down and watch what the fuck happened here. <laughs> I stayed up for the um for the Colorado game where we beat them three one. I think back in January. Oh, okay. And um, like there are there've been a couple ones where I stayed up and we won and like this is amazing. I remember staying up because um obviously the start of the season we had like Minnesota, Columbus, that horrible run of fixtures. I stayed up for a couple of them and like oh what the. Oh, like I think that was the Minnesota one when we can when JT that JT did his infamous back check and I was like, oh my, why? Like we should be competing. Yeah, that first seven stretch was not fun. Uh, especially considering a lot of them were local, like for my time for 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 us Brits, 
watching all seven of them was really fucking tough. Um, but obviously this year's not been not been what any of us wanted or expected, but like I get a stick from it for being pessimistic and it's trust me, it's not just with the Canucks, it's with Cambridge, it's with anything. I'm always someone who wants to see the positives. Like if we have Thatcher back to like the whole season at full strength, if we have Colin playing the way that he has done this year, we don't lose players at key times <clears throat> to like big injuries and stuff like that. Like we've shown that we can compete. It's just really frustrating when we play teams some nights and we're like, this is so far from what we can do. Like the Toronto game when we beat them 4 0. 4-1? I don't think Dangle would have survived if it was 4-0. Um, <laughs> um, I love him. He's, side note, one of the funniest YouTubers I've watched. He's incredible. Like, he's like one of the things that got me into hockey outside of the Canucks. So, um, and his book's incredible as well. It's a really interesting read. Um, but, like, we showed that game that we can compete with these big teams. Like, we can compete with the likes of Toronto. We've shown multiple times this year we compete with LA. We can compete with Edmonton and stuff like that. So, what's stopping us from doing it for the whole year? Like, it's an intense schedule, yeah. But we get players playing to their full marks for the whole year. I genuinely, I genuinely think this is a playoff caliber team. So, I know that's going to get slated to fuck because, obviously, I've not been here as long as a lot of you guys have. And I appreciate that. And I know, like, unlike a lot of people, I've read up on my history. I know, like, how how much of a shitty decade it's been, especially under Jim Benning, who is a piece of shit. Like, like I don't like him. Never have done. Um, will happily say that, but I know it's been like a tough cut. It's been a tough period, but if you lose hope, then you then what's the point of supporting your team? Like my football team, Cambridge. We're what we've got seven games left of the year. We probably we're probably going to go down the level, so we're going to get relegated. Which to your American viewers out there is a magical system of if you finish bottom of your league. You don't get the best new player. You get demoted a level. So um, it's it's tough. I've, I've watched my team play multiple times this year. Like, well, I'm a season ticket holder. I travel up and down the length and breadth of the UK, which is like saying, oh, I've travelled up and down to Whistler once or twice this year in terms of length because <laughs> as much as people think that our empire was something incredible, um, which it wasn't. Um, we're a tiny country, like we're a small country compared to Canada. Like it, like I've travelled up and down watching my team play away from home, and on Saturday just gone was the first time this year, well, first time in a year that I've travelled away from home and seen us beat a team away from home. So I've suffered through a lot of negativity watching Cambridge play. Um, but there's still that belief, like in me, there's still belief that 
we can survive. Like, we, we need stuff to go our way, but I think we can do it. Same with the Canucks. Like, yeah, it's been a tough year, but if you stop believing, <clears throat> if you stop believing in the team, then, yeah, the team will never succeed. Having that belief there is what makes sport special. Very well said. Take that team tank anyway. <laughs> Look, I want Bedard or um, Fantilli or any of the other guys in the top four. Sadly, I don't think it's going to be um, what's Mick, um, Mick, what's that Russian Mitchkov? guy? With the, yeah. Yeah. What happened was horrible. Look, I'd be really happy with one of them because I'm slowly like adjusting to life of if you finish bottom, it's not a bad thing. But um, but I'd rather have a defenseman. Give us something to help Petey. No, not Petey, Quinn, the other one. <laughs> the other one. The other one that looks tired. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks tired. JT Miller left the ice early last game. Oh, I feel for him. Um, it's just been like... Look, obviously, people come out and say, but Connor... They are multi-millionaires. They're massive sports stars. They get to play the sport they love for a living. Yeah, I've tried ice skating before. It's really hard. Like, I can <laughs> do it, but it's hard. Doing that for every other night seems even harder. Like, I understand the intensity of the schedule here. Trying to explain that to someone who's a football fan is, first of all, hysterical. <laughs> Second of all, incredible. Because they're like, well, so you're telling me they play every other night? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, that's not right. And it's like, I know. <laughs> Here it's not right. But out in the States, for some reason, it's a thing. I mean, mm -hmm. like, sorry, like, de like detouring to football for a second. Okay. We've got, like, in the Premier League, we've got Pep Guardiola, Jürgen Klopp, like, two, two of the most famous managers in world football. Every year, the one thing they say is, we have too many games in the season. In the Premier League, you play every Saturday and maybe two Tuesdays in a month. Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what competition you're in, etc. If you're playing on a Thursday, they'll move your game to a Sunday. Like, we play, what, maybe 50, 55, 60 games a year? Cambridge, we play about 50 at least. But we play them in blocks. Like, we play on a Saturday, then we're off. Then we're Tuesday, then we're off until Saturday. Not off, we're training and stuff like that. That's not nothing compared to hockey. <laughs> like, football, I, I play football myself. I, I play for, my, um, for the fans team. It's a hard sport, don't get me wrong. But ice hockey, like people have joked about in the past, is basically football on ice with a stick. And yeah. playing football on ice is hard enough. <laughs> Doing it every other night is even harder. So no, it's, it's just something like right, a pet hate in football where it's like people complain there's too many games. I'm like, try and achieve what NHLers do because everyone's would be the first one to say, oh, ice hockey players are a bit easy and stuff like that. Ice hockey seems like watching it is one of the hardest sports I've ever watched in my life. Like, 
I want to play it, but I imagine our next question will be about the state of UK ice hockey. But it's a really difficult thing to get into here. Yeah, um, that was actually a perfect segue uh, compared to what we kind of have, because I, born and raised in Canada, it's very different from the UK um, in terms of what y'all have for ice hockey out there. Um, we have less ice. Less ice. I, I've heard that. There's like <laughs> as many, like there's more, I heard a weird stat once that there was more ice hockey rinks in Toronto than there were in the entire UK. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. (laughs) So, um, British ice hockey. Um, It's sad. It's it's a shame because it will always be a minor sport. And it is a real shame because, like, sorry, my legs are in a really uncomfortable position. All good. Screw doing this in bed. Um, It will always be a minor sport. And I think... That is just a fact now. It's never going to be a major sport. It's never going to compete with football, cricket, which for you Americans out there is baseball, but in a circle. Um, But with ice hockey, I mean, we have, what well, where I live in Bishop Stortford, about 30 miles from London, the nearest ice rink is 30 miles away. We have one in Cambridge. We have one in, like, we have like three or four in London, but a lot of them are mainly just for ice skating, not for ice hockey. We have one in Chelmsford, who are my local team, the Chelmsford Chieftains, who probably got news out there because we're that team with Petr Cech in goal. So Petr Cech is this former Champions League winner, amazing footballer, who's now playing ice hockey with um with Chelmsford. And he's friends with a couple of the Blackhawks. And he went to train with them in December, which is really, really cool. Like, again, Chelmsford, we don't even play at the top level. Like, we get about 300, 400 fans, no, 300, 200, 300 fans a game, because that's the maximum we can get. Um, And it's just, like, we're, we're, not, we're not, UK isn't suited for ice hockey, like, there should be more ice hockey, like ice skating rinks around the country. Like one thing that I did out in Canada, I went up to Grease Mountain and I did, I, I pond skated, which is like something that I've started ice skating a couple of years ago. And I've always wanted to skate on a pond. It's an incredible thing that just doesn't exist here though. Like it, it's, it's never been cold enough for, um, I like pond hockey or street hockey, even like that. Um, I know for a fact that we have a couple of guys who play field, like one of my best mates in Cambridge, his hus- his wife um, plays field hockey up in Cambridge. And obviously there are similarities to it, but it's a big difference at the end of the day. Um, and it's just a shame because it's got so much potential. Like, a lot of people in the UK have second sports. American football is like one of the most popular things out here now. Obviously, we have the London games and stuff like that. The NBA, like, they've marketed it really well over here. Um, and there are a lot of fans over here. Like, I mean, I say that looking at the, the 
LA Clippers jersey in my wardrobe, <laughs> dreaming of the day that that um, Lob City comes back and reunites for one last one. It will never happen. Um, baseball, again, like this is the surprising one. Baseball is a big sport here. Like, obviously, we had the the world um uh, the world the world baseball classic was it called baseball championship i don't know i don't yeah. follow baseball so i'm like yeah i saw but the again, video of japan winning oh that's such a cool video um but again like they have a like in stratford where they are hosting a couple games this um this summer they have um they have a baseball bar there and it's like it's they properly marketed it really well for the uk and then there's ice hockey like our our top level so um there's a pyramid of ice hockey in the uk we've got the elite the eihl the elite ice hockey league which is the top top tier um the second tier is the national ice hockey league the third tier is national ice hockey league north and south so it gets segregated and then the fourth tier is south one and south two now, there isn't, so where Chompsford are, we're in the third tier. We can't go to the second tier without an invitation. And then teams in the second tier can't go to the top tier without an invitation, a sufficient arena, and a ton of money. Um, so right now in the UK, we have 12 teams in the top tier. So you have three, I'm going to miss out a couple of teams. I'm sorry if I do. Uh, we have the Scottish team, so you've got Glasgow, Fife and Dundee. You have the arena, we call we have a division called the um, arena division because they actually play in ice hockey arenas because a lot of these places don't even have an ice hockey arena. They have to play on like a planet ice, like something that's used mainly for ice skating, for leisure skating instead of ice hockey. Uh, Coventry so the- plays in Sky Dome Arena. Yeah, so one of the teams there, Coventry, they're one of my more local teams. Um, Nottingham, Sheffield, Cardiff, Belfast. So they're all up there as well. Um, you've got Guildford, you've got Manchester, Coventry. They're, they're, you got them all. They're the teams. Pardon? You got them all. You got them all. Yeah. So, um, but for example, like Guildford this year, Guildford have, um, who, if you look at their logo, looks suspiciously like the Calgary Flames logo, but better. <laughs> yeah Peyton. that's just uh, what but they, but they play in, they play in like a um a planet ice so in the UK we have dotted around the country places called planet ice which is like your leisure skating stuff yeah we, we so, have those here but it's like for minor hockey usually yeah so this is like a top tier team they finished second in the league this year so if this team wins the playoffs they cannot qualify for the CHL, which is the Champions Ho- Hockey League. So because of the situation that British ice hockey is in, where we have teams who, because of the state of ice hockey in this country, haven't got the chance to play in an actual arena, can't go on and compete into the Champions Ice Hockey League. It's a shame because it's like you're not letting a team into an elite, into a competition competing against Europe's best ice hockey teams. So the likes of um, the Jaxo Lakers in Sweden, um, 
Lilstrom and stuff like that. Um, I think Lilstrom's not right. That's a, I don't know. Um, Tampere, um, Davos, Bern, like all these elite, like established European teams. This team who have done incredible this season and have punched way above their weight can't compete in that competition next year because they don't play in an arena that's an ice hockey arena. And it's a shame because, like, it, this is meant to be the top tier of hockey, and it doesn't matter if it's hockey or if it's any sport. You shouldn't deny a team a chance at continental success because of where they play. What's stopping them from saying, for our European games, we'll just, I don't know, use the O2 Arena in London? That doesn't get used most of the time, apart from concerts. But <clears throat> it's a shame. Um, but it is getting better. Like, as frustrating as it is, it is getting better. Um, the quality on the ice is getting much, much better. It's getting more and more fans. The university scene out here is really good. So I've got a lot of friends who study up in Sheffield and the varsity ice hockey team, the, the ice hockey competition there between the two universities there is really, really fun. There's a lot of fights both in and off. In the stands and on the ice, which oh my gosh, yeah, it us Brits, we like we like I'm, that Simpsons. Did you have Lisa on ice? The Simpsons episodes from years ago, where Bart and Lisa were playing ice hockey. I have not. I I'm gonna be honest. I don't watch The Simpsons. No I, way. No, I like I watched it when I was younger, and like I mean, it was on the TV, and I was four, but I have not. <laughs> I no. I watched Family episode, Guy, admittedly. I, I recommend it because it's an ice hockey fueled episode and it's got so many stereotypes and it's genuinely one one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. But at the end, it just unleashes into a mass brawl because the, the teams tie and all the fans are just fighting each other and Bart and Lisa are skating on the ice. That's what it's like at a varsity game here. So, like, in Sheffield, they just start beating each other up because they get drunk. Um, it's brilliant. We love it. Like, um, yeah, it's like on at league level, it's getting better at international level, like the Great British hockey scene. It's the best it's ever been. Obviously, like our star boy is Liam Kirk, who we are all gutted, never got a chance to show what he can do on the ice with the Coyotes. Um, but um he's now playing and smashing it in Finland in their playoffs. Um, and we have quite a deep, like a lot of players who play in the EIHL are playing at that international level. And like I mentioned earlier, we're hosting the um, IHAAF Division 1 tournament in in Nottingham, which is the self-proclaimed capital of ice hockey in the UK. So going to the Motor Point Arena, it's about an eight, it's about a fit, I think it feels like 12, 13,000 there. So again, bigger than the Coyotes Arena. Yeah, Smaller. I was going to say, <laughs> that's that's closer to what the Jets play in because yeah, I think so, the Jets is 15,000. So. so we're like the, I'll, I'll double check that for you because... 
I want to make sure I'm getting that information right. I'm pretty sure it's um it's about twelve thousand, but um. Come on, give me the capacity. The Nottingham Motor so the Motorporn Arena? Yeah, so it's ten thousand. So it's okay. fifteen thousand withstanding. So yeah. when we get con when they get concerts, they they'll have fifteen thousand. When it's for ice hockey, they'll get ten thousand. That's um, why I, I scrolled down, it's just as little mix hold the record for largest concert in the arena. And I was like, damn, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it cult like on a side note concert culture here is incredible like i'm not a massive fan but i went to one last night it was brilliant um but um no so we're hosting a tournament there against south korea italy poland lithuania i think and one other team one other country and the winners of this tournament will get promoted to the world's level so next time there is a world tournament, um, Canada will be playing against Great Britain. We'll be playing against Canada, USA. Um, we'll immediately get relegated, like without a chance, like because we haven't got the finances to compete. But for British ice hockey, just to have the chance to compete at that level is an incredible achievement for a, a country where it's like it's. For a sport which is like I wouldn't say is even in the top ten of sports in this country, in terms of backing, in terms of following, the fact that we're going to be able to play against the elite of the elite is such an incredible thing for this country. So, Nottingham, um, Nottingham in that is happening at the end of this month. Um, I'm going to be there. Um, saying that as if like people want to meet me there, like saying yeah. <laughs> Fly from Vancouver to Nottingham, <laughs> watch proper ice hockey and have a chance to meet me. No, so um, I meant that, like, I'm I'm going to be there. Like, I, I can't wait to be there to watch um, Team GB. is going to be brilliant. Um, I know for a fact that it's going to, like, a lot of my, my British ice hockey mates are going to be there. So I'll have to get a photo up of the UK Canucks because um, I think we're planning a drink at one of the games, like, to go out for dinner. And, um, yeah. The British ice hockey scene is it's minor, but it's passionate. I think that's the right way to to say it. Because yes, it's always gonna be a small sport. Yes, we will never have the infrastructure that you guys in Canada have or the guys even in the States will have. But it's passionate here. It's like very underrated. So I think my one thing I'd recommend for any Canadian coming to the UK, if you're in here during the hockey season, try and get a game in because it's an experience like nothing you ever see in your life. All right. Thank you for that explanation. I was just thinking it's kind of similar to what football is here. Um, it's kind of like an inverse, I'd say. Uh, personally, like... I also follow the Vancouver Whitecaps FC, so... Go Whitecaps. Um, go Whitecaps, yeah, they lost last night. Um, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about it. It was 3-0. Uh, we won't talk about it, but... Yeah, like, it's... it's 
more of a minor sport, but there's still a passionate, like, obviously, like, kids play soccer. I grew up playing soccer here, but they kind of, soccer, football, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's football. I'm sorry! <laughs> I know it offends people. One time I got, I called it soccer, and a group of my European friends just started just nailing on me, and I was like, come on. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just the, no, it's like, you have a ball, mm-hmm. you kick it with your foot, it's football. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. I don't I don't know why they called it why did you call the other sport where you're carrying it football? Like it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, it's it's more of like the MLS isn't as big in Canada. It's bigger in the States, but they have more teams over there. In Canada there's sounds, like the sa- MLS. Sounds like an ice hockey league, I know. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh yeah, there's um three teams in Canada for the MLS, but the MLS is technically like the US's highest division and the Canadian yeah. one is different, but they're still like technically at a lower level than the it's it's you got, super weird. You we guys have the got CPL. The CPL now, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. And so. yeah, there's eight teams I believe now cuz yeah. Vancouver just got a team even though they're playing in Langley. So yeah, like, like an hour out of Vancouver. Well, don't the Giants do that as well? Because I'm... the Giants, yeah, the Giants, they used to play at the Pacific Coliseum, so like that's Vancouver, that's where the Canucks played until the yeah. '90s. But then, um, they, I, the building's super old there, so they moved to Langley Event Center, um, which is a a pretty nice building. I got vaccinated there actually. Um, oh, the like, vaccine. Yeah, uh, like my booster, or whatever. I don't know. I, I just remember seeing it on the list and I was like, let's go. Um, yeah, the Vancouver Giants play there and then they kicked the BCHL team out. I know that. And now mm. they play at a different arena, which is also like an odd arena because like half the arena is like stands and then the other half is like tables and chairs and like restaurant seating. It's so, so that arena is so weird. Like, George so Boston. I follow very loosely the Surrey Eagles thanks to. Um... Thanks to a couple of guys on Twitter. Main, mainly Wyatt, because that man yeah. is fucking crazy. But I love him so much. I'm so gutted I never got to meet him out there because the amount of time he fe- he features me on the um on on the armies is brilliant. But like just chatting to him, like him like whenever he sees me up in the morning, he'll always send me a message and stuff like that. It's brilliant. But like I feel like the Surrey Eagles, I like like their arena is really nice. Like having that in the UK would be perfect. Like that type of arena would be perfect for like or for the likes of um for Guildford because like even Manchester, like th- these are t- Manchester's a massive city. Like the fact that Manchester hasn't got a proper ice hockey arena is stupid. I mean the biggest elephant in the room, fucking London hasn't got an ice hockey team in the top level. Like London have have got teams so like who play at our level so Chelmsford's level we got um Streatham Hawks we got Haringey Huskies Lee Valley Lions I'm probably forgetting Wantford um oh what are their Wantford Raiders like we got four teams who play in London technically two in Central London. The other two in Greater London, but that's that. That's something for map men to teach you about. <laughs> um, but it's like this is an elite. 
this is meant to be the top tier of ice hockey and you don't have a team based in London. Like the um basketball, they have London Royals who play out, out of the Copper Box, which is where they hosted a couple of the stuff in the 2012 Olympics. And they're really successful. Like, I mean, they're playing, they were meant to be playing last week for tickets for like five pounds, like to get people in. Doesn't matter. Like it this is the top tier of basketball. Like this is one of England's best teams. And they're getting people in on on the nightly to come and watch them. Why can't ice hockey have a team in London? Like, you have the facilities there to accommodate them. So, I don't know. I mean, it is a shame, but it is what it is. Yes. Well, hopefully it gets better um, in the coming years. And, uh, yeah, because I know... The NHL is looking at more international exhibition games because they've done that. Bring a games of in London. <laughs> they've like, done that um, in. They went to Finland this year. I think they went to Finland because yeah. one of my mates, um, she supports Peterborough, and she's a Bruins fan. So, as much as she's my mate, I also hate her because she supports the two teams that I hate in football <laughs> and in hockey. So it's like. Somehow we're getting along, but we shouldn't be. Um, and she went out to Prague to watch um the preseason games. I think Nashville oh, yeah. played played against Colum- Columbus or something like that. And I know they had um Colorado um Columbus out in Finland, and they like yeah, this is these are established markets. Gary Bettman bring something to the UK. Like yeah, you can you I'm can hearing- keep your pet project in Arizona. Yeah, they're doing Australia, I think, which is oh. also incredible. Mm-hmm. But us Brits, we need the love. Like, yeah, like just follow the NFL. Like you guys like to follow the NFL anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's basically your marketing strategy. It it does seem like Gary Bettman has no clue what he's doing. He's like, like what's what's that island up there? What's that? <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. Like. It, Quiz that man on geography, he'll think Florida's in the middle of the, of the states. Anyway. Is it like one of those quintessential, like, American pin, pin like, the country <sighs> in Europe videos? Those piss me off so much. But also just seeing people, seeing, I don't want to knock on all Americans, but it is mostly Americans. There was recently a TikTok sound that went semi-viral where it was a Canadian YouTuber, Curtis Connor, um, saying Manitoba. And everyone was saying Manitoba, Manitola, like they were doing the the lip singing to it. I was like, no, that's not. It was paining me to watch those videos. Um, yeah. It's, I, I know it, Canadians it just, that aren't good at geography, but bro. But you know, like I, I watch a lot of John Stewart, um, John Oliver, um, Stephen Colbert, and watching their videos take taking the mick out of Americans for their lack of geography knowledge is incredible. John Oliver is just comedic perfectionist oh, yeah. or stuff. I love John but, um, Oliver. On a backtrack, I will say one thing. I like the Coyotes. Like, okay. yes, it doesn't, it shouldn't work at all. But one, the Kachinia jerseys are fucking incredible. And I will go to the grave saying that I think they, they are top five, potentially top three jerseys in the NHL. They have, they have a good jersey. Their maroon one as well. That oh, I love that. I I mean, like I will just pan this way. That whole thing there is filled of 
what you American, what well, not you, but what Americans call soccer, football jerseys. I got my ice hockey stuff in there. So I I love my kits. Like it's my fashion. I love it. And um, that Arizona Maroon one as well. Super super nice. But on the side note, I love like I think they've got a really passionate fan base. Like it will shock you to hear this. One of my close mates on Twitter runs the UK Arizona Coyotes fan page. And I chat to him on a near, like, on a semi-regular basis. Um, his name's Joe. Again, I haven't met him in real life, but I want to. He's an Arizona Coyotes fan from the UK who stays up to watch their games. Oh, and my gosh. I, like, <laughs> he deserves the fucking key to Tempe. Like, give him the key to Phoenix. Give him the key to Arizona. Like, um... But even like when people take the piss out of the mullet arena, it's like, yeah, I understand that because at a professional hockey level, that shouldn't be a thing. But the fact that somehow out of fucking wizardry, they've made it work is just stunning. Like the fact that this team have made this arena work for their favour is genuinely shocking. Yeah, they and have also, an insane I, home record right now. <laughs> and also, I really like Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz because I think they're really good. Valid, valid. Um, Yeah, it'll be an interesting situation. They might have to be in that arena for longer. Um, yeah, I saw every... they, that. Well, aren't they suing the city of Phoenix now? Yeah, they're, um, there's some legal action going on. <laughs> <laughs> with the coyotes but there always is i mean it all started with gretzky and talkit back in the day so yeah the uh operation slap shot or whatever travis green was also part of that so okay you've got to explain this to me because i oh uh, heard this. basically uh rick talkit was helping run an illegal betting ring in new jersey oh so yeah no i saw this when he got appointed yeah yeah so that happened there are multiple other like nhl affiliated people involved um gretzky wasn't involved but his wife was um talking got probation i think for it um but then he just rejoined as the head coach of tampa this was when he was an assistant coach in arizona um and then i know a lot of other players were in it but travis green was one of the players because i think he was on the leafs at the time but i'm not sure <laughs> Okay, don't laugh because he was on the Leafs, but I have a boss no, I'm for Travis Green, such actually. A stupid situation. It's like... Yeah. Oh, it's... Oh, yeah. it's and, uh, Evander yeah. Kane wasn't involved, I can confirm that. He was probably before the WHL, or maybe he was in the WHL. I think he I saw him play... Yeah, I think I saw him play in the, in the for the Giants, actually, when I was like five. I don't like him. Like, <laughs> I think he's a massive prick. Like, even without the allegations just last hearing him speak and seeing him play seeing what he does on the ice i'm like you're just an insufferable prick like you have like yes you're good at what you do it's like he's like the outfield um outfield no he's like the um attacking version of jordan binnington yeah yeah i can see i can see that uh, Jordan Pennington's Twitter history is a bit more like Ryan Strom's. Anyway. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining me, Connor. It's been no worries. It's been great talking. Pleasure. It's been great talking to you. I will see you on the Twitter sphere. 
No worries. See you later, guys. All right, and now for your fun fact of the day, Great Britain has won two Olympic medals in men's ice hockey. The first was bronze during the 1924 Winter Olympics, and the second was gold during the 1936 Winter Olympics. They have not competed in men's ice hockey at the Olympics since 1948. The men's sledge ice hockey team competed in the 1994, 1998, and 2006 Winter Paralympics. Thank you for listening to the show. You can find me personally on Twitter at RealKayame and the show at GTGPod. Hope you enjoyed. Stay safe and see you again in two weeks. Bye, everybody.